ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, dinner time is here. That's right. We're talking about Hannibal Season 2, Episode 1, on Dish by Dish. Well, greetings and salutations. And that's your pal, Patrick Hamilton, coming to you once again from the Maryland Center for the Criminally Insane. This is the Dish by Dish podcast, our side gig where we talk about Hannibal episode by episode. And of course, there's only one person I trust that uh, if I have a, a long table of delicate meats, she'll stand at the end of it with antlers on the one, the only Gina Radcliffe. How are you doing today, Gina? Well, it's, it's either going to be that or I was going, you know, if, if, if I had to frame you for a murder, for several murders, I would <laughs> jam a tube down your throat and force feed you an human ear. My yes. God, that is the worst thing yet I've seen on this show. I mean, and the fact that you're getting footage of going down someone's actual throat, I assume. I think it's I think it's both the most, the most oh come on moments so far in the show. <laughs> Other than you know someone getting blown up by putting a, a comb in a hyperbaric chamber, yeah. Um, but it's also it's also just viscerally horrifying. Yeah, you really feel every single moment of it. So when we last left our our, our lovely group of crime fighters and and one kind of lonely cannibal. Hannibal had finally uh, convinced the FBI that Will was behind a series of murders to the point where he had even forced an ear down Will's throat while he was having some sort of brain fever attack. In the the season finale, when he coughed the ear up, I'm like, oh, okay, that's some bizarre nightmare vision he's having. Nope, apparently he really coughed that ear up. That That was a thing. (laughs) <laughs> that, that that straight was, happened. Yeah, that ear was in his belly. So he's been carted off to criminally insane jail, and uh, we pick up the action uh, with uh, meat, glorious meat. Also, this is three months from where the actual start of the season will happen, but we see J- Hannibal and, and Jack go toe-to-toe in a very choreographed fight, but Lecter eventually gets the upper hand, and we leave it with Jack spurting blood from a neck wound trapped in a wine cellar, and then, like a Lifetime movie, we flash back SpongeBob voice 12 weeks earlier. Earlier. Earlier, <laughs> yeah, that, that's an and interesting way to to open up this uh, open up the season. Yeah, it it gives it a ticking clock. We know eventually we have to assume that Jack has figured out who Hannibal really is, and they're going to have a confrontation, and it's going to be bloody. So how do we get there? Because we know we're going to get there eventually, but I. I don't think at the time I first saw it that I thought, oh, we're going to rush right into Hannibal, like being known as the Chesapeake Ripper. And it kind of sets this up as like, no, this is happening. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. And then, and then, you know, if you're new to the show, you're like, but isn't there a season three? Yes, there is a season three. (laughs) Right. (laughs) We flash back to Hannibal preparing dinner for Jack. He's making sushi. It looks so fucking good. (laughs) It really does. So it looks fucking fantastic. good. 
He's got that sea urchin. Yeah, the sea urchin looks great. We do know that that is sea urchin, but we don't know that all of the sushi is really sushi because when Jack asks what kind of fish this is, uh, Hannibal responds, he was a flounder. He? He was a flounder. Okay, I get it now. (laughs) He's feeding them someone's lymph nodes or something. I I expected like to, when he says that, like cuts to a scene of him, like try to murder someone. The guy just like flailing around, just (laughs) just flopping like a fish. Yes. And as Hannibal also says during this dinner scene, quote, I never feel guilty about eating anything. And I think that's a very true statement on his part. You know, people, you know, for, for normal people, it'd be like, yo, I I don't feel guilty about taking that second piece of chocolate cake. Right. You know, for Hannibal, it's like, I don't, I don't feel guilty about eating that man's tongue. No, no. He wanted to eat that man's tongue and and, and that's the way it's going to go. So uh, we're in the now aftermath of Will's incarceration. Um, and uh, Jack and Hannibal both know that they're going to be examined uh, by the FBI in relation to, you know, what they saw, what they didn't see, and what they believed now that Will is accused of murdering five people. It's an interesting gambit that Hannibal has set up for himself. A person who has always sort of played the 3D chess or flirted with how close he could be to getting caught but outsmarting the person who's, you know, trying to catch him. And that is, can he cover his own tracks? But at this point, he I don't know that he realizes that he's never actually been the FBI's searchlight before. Right, 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 right. And so it's it's one thing to kind of stay under the radar. It's another thing to go, oh, I'm going to be working with the FBI and they're going to be interviewing, you know, my psychiatrist that I kind of have dirt on. <laughs> but like, she's going to have to lie for me. <laughs> There's a lot of balls in the air he's he has going on here. Yeah, and, and, you know, which is complicated by him realizing that, that Will is starting to be on to him. Yes, Will absolutely is, he believes that Hannibal has something to do with it. He just didn't know how he has done it. Uh, but we cut to Will's mind palace where he is fly fishing, uh, but a black stag is hunting him from uh, the edge of the woods. And then we cut to welcome back Raul Esparza as Dr. Frederick Chilton, last seen getting his guts relocated outside of his body and here doing kind he's of- He's fine okay now. Yeah, he's fine. He's Somebody's fine. stitching him good. <laughs> still, just as, still just as loathsome as ever. I know, he's so good. The experience didn't humble him any. <laughs> it really doesn't. The name slips my mind, but who is playing the FBI investigator here? It's um, uh, Cynthia Nixon. Cynthia Nixon. I don't I don't know why I couldn't recall her, but yes. Uh, she will play a little recurring role here. Someone who is, is put as a, a speed bump in our favorite uh, uh, investigator group's way because she needs to determine whether or not they knew that Will was a murderer and they were just employing him. Like, how did this happen? What did they know and when did they know it? Uh, So she'll be spearheading all of that. Meanwhile, in Rockville, Maryland, someone has made a beaver dam of human corpses, which brings to mind- As one does. Yeah, brings to mind all the things people have built from corpses over the course of this uh, short 14 episode. Uh, Gina, what structure would you like to make out of corpses? Oh, you know, I'm a big fan of the the, the human totem pole. Sure, <laughs> right. 
Mm. You know you're going to need a truck or a crane for that. Yeah, I, I know I don't actually have the strength required to do that, but I don't think anybody actually does. No, no one does. Certainly not. Certainly not. Cer- certainly not. Seventy-five-year-old Lance. <laughs> no, it looks like he's about to, you know, breathe his last breath as he admits to that crime. There's so many wonderful structures. I think a pyramid. I'd like to go for a pyramid. I think it's relatively easy to do, but if you can make it decorative, I think it would be nice. Yeah, this is another. We'll, we'll soon find out uh, when when the, the bodies get their our autopsy. This is yet another incredible incredibly elaborate murder tableau as only yes. as only the, the, the killers on Hannibal can 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 do it yeah right. I'm thinking about it. I, I used to be I'm sure I mentioned before that you know I used to be fairly in pretty much uh, pretty into true crime before it became mm. trendy sure. and the vast majority of you know serial killers when they dispose of a body they basically toss them out of a car send them rolling down a hill you know leave them in a ditch they, they don't go through these like, you know, elaborate preservation techniques where they fill them with resin and then, right. and then artistically arrange them. No, every murder in Hannibal is like a crafting seminar. It, it is. It, it's like, you know, how you can find these killers. Go to the local Michaels. <laughs> how many Michaels are filled with serial killers right now? Do you think? Just, just, just stack it, just stocking up on on resin and, <laughs> and paint to give the bodies that perfect, you know, you you un, you you undecomposed color. So many crafting opportunities. I mean, we know Hobby Lobby is where mass murders happen, but Michaels is where the real art is happening. I think in yes. murder. Um. So we now cut to Bedelia's house, which is oh man, if there's any house in this show. Man, Bedelia's house is hot. She's got to be charging like seven hundred dollars an hour for those uh, those those therapy appointments. I mean, those windows to are afford a joint like that. Gorge. Like it's made out of stone. It's very architectural. Like I dig it. So yeah. Uh, anywho, Hannibal wants to to visit Will because you know he's in love, uh, but Bedelia is against it, uh, and she uh, sort of ends their little session there with saying. Uh, what can't you repress, Hannibal? <laughs> I think this is the episode where Brian Fuller goes, yeah, I'm going to go from kind of gay to, yeah, the, this, this totes queer, y'all. <laughs> we're just, we're putting the gas on the, on, on the queer engine here. He wants because to be very good friends with Will. <laughs> very good friends. So when the boys meet up again, you know, sparks fly. And it's very clear that Hannibal believes that, you know, he has the upper hand. Okay, it's it sounds right. Will's behind bars in a mental institution for the criminally insane. Will's words won't carry much weight with the FBI investigators. He has the low ground in this particular battle. But also Hannibal's cocky as fuck. And it's probably going to bite him in the ass and not in a good way. <laughs> Well, he he assumes mostly correctly, but not entirely, that that he is much smarter than everybody else. 
Yeah. And on most circumstances, he is correct, but I think he has put himself in a very precarious position. And Bedelia has told him time and time again, this is a bad fucking idea. And he's like, <laughs> I got a three piece suit that says, no, I'm smarter. <laughs> and then turns out he's got 15 <laughs> three piece suits that says he's smarter. Speaking of, we cut to Quantico and Beverly is taking DNA samples from those very suits. Uh, Beverly states that the physical evidence is stacking up against Will and she's not too happy about it. And Hannibal is now getting everything that he wanted, right? And it's everything that Chilton wanted too. Chilton wants to be in the field. Hannibal wanted to be involved in the FBI. I think first to understand what they knew about the Chesapeake Ripper, but now he's just kind of into it. Like he wants Will, but he also kind of wants to be Will, you know? Oh yeah, totally. Absolutely. So those bodies that pa- that popped up in the river, Hannibal has a working theory that uh, someone isn't just killing them for no reason. Uh, he's making models of their of his, their victims, and that these are the discards. They don't fit the pattern, so he's tossed them aside. Well, you know, I mean, you, you kill a bunch of people. You know, you try to set them up to be like human mannequins. So they just don't work out. <laughs> Like, no one wants to be that dead body who doesn't measure up. But then again, you're dead. Like, get over it, in my opinion. Like, stop being such a diva, corpse. Exactly. So, Alana is trying to help Will recover his memories uh, while he's in the joint. And he's not so much interested in it as a defense or setting up an insanity plea. He just wants to know what happened. But when she helps him do this, he happens to see himself at a sumptuous dining table with the black stag. And as soon as he sees that, he just pulls the chute. He's like, no, 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 no. I, I, I don't want to go down this route anymore. Well, I mean, you know, it's a pretty, it is a pretty uh, effectively creepy image. Yes. A lot of uh, moving octopus arms going on at that table. It's a lot of tablescaping. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't know what kind of dinner this is, but I don't want to be there. No. Have you ever been to a county fair where they have tablescaping competitions and they like everyone picks a theme and they're like, "You have hoedown," and they like put up a white picket fence with a little barn and the plates have to match. Yeah, and this is basically like you know nightmare murder. Nightmare murderscaping. So our our killer's mo we learn. Uh, because Beverly comes to visit Will uh, in the joint, is that he's after people with beautiful skin. Uh, he stalks a victim, luring them out of their house. Very, very, very Buffalo Bill-esque. Yeah, it's a, another play on that. And he also kidnaps his victims with their own car. So they've disappeared, their cars disappeared. Like, he's throwing people off the scent, making people look like they've, fl- you know, uh, fled in the night when he's actually, you know, snatched them up for his own design. Uh, and he's got a simple plane. He shoots them up with junk, fills them with silicone, as you do, and then covers them in resin. You know, he's an artist. Uh, and as Will describes later, uh, his victims that he kept have one thing in common, and that is he's creating a color palette. Yeah, Will's still able to just figure this stuff out right, right off the top of his head. No, yeah, he doesn't even have to go through the wah, wah, wah. He just like starts certain photos like this one's easy. <laughs> Bring me something that's hard. 
come on, none of the rest of you could figure this out? <laughs> this seems like a gimme, but yeah, I and then we're getting a lot of, you know, Hannibal Lecter parallels where an investigator brings a case file and he says, did you bring pictures? Like there's a lot of rhyming to our traditional red dragon, uh, silence of the lambs tropes, uh, which I appreciate. Uh, and then this later on, uh, Will's fed dinner. And that's when he fly recovers a memory as it were of Hannibal inserting an ear down his fucking throat. Yeah, like, like you know, shoving a, 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 a hollow tube about the size of a baby's forearm down, oh, down, 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 you know, Will's, you know, esophagus. Um, and, and, and again, just jamming an ear in there. I mean, that's got to be a little harsh on the old windpipe, right? Like, like after that, you yeah, you'd feel yeah, it yeah I mean, he basically... Yeah, he should be. He should have been talking like Tom Waits after that. <laughs> also, when he when he barfs up the 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 ear later, the ear is still intact. Yeah, which is which is puzzling to me because because those stomach acids go to work pretty quick. They do. I don't know if it if he got it far enough down or it was just kind of oh. lost. Right <laughs> uh, <laughs> this is worse than the mushroom people. <laughs> no. Mushroom people's worse. I'm sorry. <laughs> We're going okay, for mushroom much worse. people. Mushroom people is is the worst thing to happen to like a dead body. This is the worst thing to happen to a live body. I mean, but then again, wait, and, and the victim that we see that he that our current killer du jour uh, captures you, you finds on the subway. Like he wakes up in the center of this collage, <laughs> and we got a real house of wax. And he's like glued. It's his, 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 he's like his thighs are glued together, right? And then like his that's hand the is resin. glued to his face. Yeah, that's the right, resin right, 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 that he right. sprayed okay. over the top of him. So he's he's basically glued via resin and like his hands glued to his face and his thighs are, are connected. And it's like, oh my God. Oh, there's not enough heroin. Was also, Why didn't he give him more heroin? <laughs> also, also uh, there's a scene early when they find the, uh, the, the, you know the rejects. I guess the bodies mm-hmm. that the uh, that the the current serial killer is is got rid of. The uh, the person that discovers him, like he kind of puts his hand on one of the bodies' faces and accidentally like scrapes away like a bunch of skin off their face. And I'm like, yeah. and I literally, I'm like, I'm sitting by myself and like watching this. I'm like, oh, that's gross. <laughs> like, just just, just very, takes just off very a gel con- with a swipe. <laughs> right, and just very conversation. I'm like, oh, that's gross. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Grody. <laughs> Man, I, I tell you, I, I missed watching Hannibal. Uh, I, there was, there was a very good reason why we had to put, put the brakes on a little bit, but uh, it's just so comfortable to watch and so gross. <laughs> it's so gross. It's so silly, but so good at the same time, which is a, which is a, a remarkable balance to maintain. At least, again, mm-hmm. with the, the, you know, you know, he just jammed an ear down his throat. I'm just like, get the fuck out of here. (laughs) But, but at the same time, I'm like, Oh, of course he did that. Yeah. Because this is basically like a nightmare. Like, like this is not existing on any sort of, you know, you real space and time. It it, is just an extended nightmare. Yeah. That that sometimes, you know, turns into sub nightmares. (laughs) 
you know, any, your best indication of that you're not existing in any sort of right, right, right. Your best indication you're not existing in any sort of real world setting, even though you know to a certain extent it looks like it is in the scenes where um, uh, Chilton is talking to uh, Will. Will is sort mm-hmm. of encased in this like medieval mini dungeon. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like he refers to it as like a dunk tank. Right. You're right. It, it, yeah, it looks like a medieval dunk tank. And it's like, okay, what year is this? <laughs> yeah. It 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 does it makes not if there's nightmare logic to it. And what I think what pulls Hannibal above the rest is it it really works within the rent. Like it knows its own tone. No matter what where it decides to zig or zag, it understands what it wants to be. And everything is shot with that purpose in mind. All the actors know exactly the kind of show they're on. And like the dialogue sings and everything looks beautiful or beautifully gory. It just all has purpose. Oh, it's so good. So good. Yeah, it does not sag in the second season. If anything, it just gets weirder and more fantastic and more ridiculous and more, you know, you have to keep watching to see what happens. Yeah, I think they doubled down on everything that they know is good about the show and start to leave behind the things that were more maybe network mandated or they thought they needed for it to be a network show or more like anything else that was on TV and just be Hannibal. They just, you know, lose all the rest and keep what they need. Yeah, and and all I will say is if you are uh, if you are watching along for the first time, and, and I know a couple people are, if you if you hate Doctor Chilton, and and you should, he's an awful character. <laughs> sure, and, yeah, and, I agree. And, and, and if any and if anything, God bless Raul Esparza. It makes him even more loathsome in this than he are than he already is in Silence of the Lambs. Mm-hmm. Just wait, you will you will be satisfied. <laughs> Yeah, there's more to come with this character. It's quite delicious. Um, I think that's what it's delicious. The, it's hilarious. This is such a good season. I can't wait to revisit every single episode. And we're going to be doing it every other Friday in between our normal kill by kill. That's the way we operate. Uh, so before we go, uh, Gina, uh, tell people where people can find you on these here internets. I write about movies and television at the spool.net. Um, and I am on Twitter way more often than I should be for my own mental well-being under Porcelain 72. Do it today, people. Check it out. You can find us on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, on Letterboxd. Uh, of course, find us on Patreon, where we have lots of extra stuff for you uh, that we know you're going to like. And, of course, you can meet us back next week for Kill by Kill and Dish by Dish after that. So for myself and for Gina, the body count will continue. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye.